Hello, it is Jacqueline Kitzman and Gabe Kitzman. Hello. Hi. Uh, this week, we are sorry for not being here last week. So many of you who follow me on Instagram know in the middle of recording the last episode, our baby woke up and we were like, we got this. We can do this. And then that baby was like, no, you can't, uh, which is really unfortunate um, Well, or fortunate. So one, I sounded terrible because if you remember, Gabe, I had just choked on dinner. I don't remember the choking. Yes, I had choked on my Jesus fish. Let me right. Okay. <laughs> let me explain because I promised you all I would explain this joke on this episode. So we were eating tilapia for dinner and I turned to Gabe and I said, hey, Gabe, my dad always used to make tilapia. And when he did, he would say, this is the fish that Jesus and his disciples ate. And I said, wow, dad, that's cool. And Gabe said, apparently a long time ago and then i retained this information and then tried to pass it off as my own gabe was like eons ago he goes that's not true tilapia was man-made in a lab and i was like that's not true and gabe said yes it is and then probably about four years later we had tilapia for dinner and i looked at gabe and i said hey gabe my dad used to say that this was jesus fish and gabe looked at me and he said well that's not true and i said i know it was made in a lab and then i said wait <laughs> That can't be accurate. I was like, I so told then I, you that. So then I Googled it, and guess who was correct? I had apparently implanted incorrect information. Yes, you had. Yes. So apparently in at the time that Jesus was alive, which is A.D., B.C., A.D.? It would be B.C. No, that's before Christ. After death. So what is the time where he's alive? <laughs> this is getting off the rails. Anyway, so <clears throat> that was the Jesus fish joke. I did choke on it, and it made my voice sound all bleh. But not this week. This week, I have choked on nothing. Mm -hmm. We have some nap time, so we're going to try and slay this episode. and Slay it! And hopefully we don't get interrupted. We have all of the furry pets in here. Yeah. Providing us with a little bit of background noise and... Low-level chaos. Low-level. <laughs> Low-levels. <laughs> Apollo is definitely a low-level demon. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Anyway, let's get into it. So, as we said last week in the beginning of the episode, you all will never hear, uh, we are talking about the Four of Wands, because Gabe asked to. Yeah, kind of. I was... I mean, kind of. Yes, you did. <laughs> Not you specifically said, the four. can we... <laughs> Just, I, I said if I had a choice, I would pick one of the, like, either, like, one through six of the wands, because they were the ones that I was looking at recently. Not so recently now, though, bud. A week ago. <laughs> so, I chose the four of wands, because it is the card I pull very often when Gabe and I are fighting. Yes, and I wanted more elaboration on that because my understanding of the card was a little bit different and I could see where that connection might come in. But, um, are you going to tell me why? I'm wrong no, on my own podcast? No, I just don't. On the podcast, I, I do. <laughs> I am saying I do not understand. I don't tell you you're wrong when you say some stupid shit. No, I'm kidding. No, there's never <laughs> any stupid shit. <laughs> Tilapia was made in a lab. 
show up that that way that is your you know what when you're wrong this is a great point when you're wrong i internalize that wrongness and i let it steep and then i wait four years and then i also externalize that and wrongness. then it bites me in the ass so yeah the four Hashtag of wands married yeah for now no i'm kidding that'll make sense i'm sorry so the four <laughs> Everyone's like, they're divorcing. We can't divorce. Gabe's wedding ring is tattooed to his finger. If we divorce, he has to remove the entire finger. That was the deal. Yeah. I, in turn, got an onk tattooed to my finger and don't have to remove anything but a ring. How non-committal of you. Tell people about the Four of Wands. Well, interesting you said committal. So... The fours in tarot are all about the universe of the self. Um, They're all about decisions you make or things that you've decided on. They're essentially about understanding the inner and outer workings of you. It's more like, I should say, understanding the inner workings of you and then how those inner workings um, work with the world outside, uh, if that makes sense, right? So the suit of wands is about action, and about process and passion and sex and lust and creativity, all of those things. But it's also a suit of action. Um, when you get to the four of wands, you are in a place where I should start with saying the Smith Rider de- Smith Rider Weight deck has has the four of wands depicted with. I remember very vividly last week trying to figure out what this word was, and in a week's time, I have tried. to further figure out what this word is. The wedding arch, the thing, the huppa, I don't know. The thing that goes over you at a wedding that you stand over like a sky bridge. Uh, We talked about this. I think wedding arch was a great word for it. I know, but there's a technical, okay. So the thing that you stand under, they're standing under that and there's four wands. It's essentially made of four wands and there are two people underneath and they're in wedding garb and they're celebrating. Um, So you're supposed to see that it's a wedding. Um, That's not the reason I pull the card for us, even though it's a married couple. Uh, it's not the reason I pulled the card, but because we are binary thinkers, we look at that card and we go, oh, great, the Four of Wands, celebration, marital bliss. But I don't pull that card when we're fighting because it's marital bliss. Because even though we are very happily married, there are times we are very, very mad at each other. We're only human, right? The Four of Wands is about a commitment that you make. So in the three of wands, I'll start with the two. In the two of wands, you're holding the world in your hands and you're looking out and you're like, I have decided to travel. I have decided to take on this new venture, research this new thing, create and explore this place that I'm at. You go into the three and now you have come to, you have done the exploring and now you are surveying. You are expanding on just Where am I going to go? And now you have gone and now you're looking around and surveying and finding your way, right? And then in the four, you've set up a place where you're not only going to build your home, but you're going to build a life there, right? That is a decision you made. That is a commitment you made to this place and this time. So I pull it when we're fighting because sometimes, and this is because my parents divorced incredibly traumatically. My brain goes, we're fighting. That's it for us. We're going, st- we're going to divorce. Like this is the end. And I panic and I pull that card and it's like, okay, 
you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry you're not connecting. This is a commitment that you both made to each other and to the marriage. And honoring the commitment is what's going to bring you back to that celebratory nature. Does that make sense to you? Are you holding up your journal? Yeah. I'm I'm comparing and contrasting. Because a lot of the notes that I've taken were basically an extension of the notes that you gave me. And so it's interesting that you pull it and you see it that way. And it serves as kind of a reminder for you that we this is not so much like part of the deal, but this is the commitment we've, ma- we've made. And it's... It's a solid commitment, mm-hmm. basically, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, well, it's very layered. It's This is a commitment. You don't bail on a commitment. Um, it's celebrate this commitment. It's to be celebrated. But it, this isn't just talking about specifically marriages or weddings. This is talking mm-hmm. about, like, let's say you have a project. And, like, you have a, uh, let's say you're writing a book. And you explored and outlined in the two. And in the three, you're writing. And then somewhere along, you get to the four, and you're like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I don't know if I'm really into the story anymore. But you're like 500 pages in. That's a lot of pages. That's an entire book. Let's backtrack. You're like 250 pages in. You got half a book to go. And you're like, shit, I'm bored of the story. Well, you pull the four of wands in that case. And it's like, hey, like this is the commitment that you've made to finish it. And you're 250 pages in. Are you giving up now? Is that it? And it's not saying always that you have to continue because you could pull it in the reverse and it could be like, hey, like you don't have to stay somewhere that is no longer fulfilling you. Right. Because it doesn't always make sense to say like if you were in a if you were in an abusive relationship and you pulled that card, you're like, I guess I have to stay. I pulled the four of wands. No, even if it's upright, what it's probably saying is you don't have to stay committed to something that you're not that's not safe for you because at the end of the day, again, we're talking about the four and fours are about the self and about your wants and your needs and your desires. So it's talking about first and foremost commitment you've made. So if you've made that commitment, you can also get out of that commitment if it's no longer serving you. Sure. Okay. Well, let me, um, let me take you along my train of thought real fast. No, thanks. It's, Well, it has your trains of thought in it, so maybe you'd like Yeah, it. did I contradict myself two no. years ago? Oh, no, not Am at all. Am I steadily committed to what I had said? Actually, yes. Boom, baby. <laughs> um, so when I was looking into into basically starting along with the wands, um, again, I was referencing I was referencing the, the Thoth deck, and <clears throat> again, for those of you just joining us, um, it this was... is their first episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for those of you just joining us, perhaps um, the Thos deck was created by Frida. Lady Frida, Frida. Lady Frida. I can't remember her last name. I just need to memorize it. Uh, Frida and Alistair Crowley. Please look up Alistair Crowley. Or don't. He's... No, you need to understand he's who nuts. he is and why he's nuts. Um, but I am. I'm looking into this deck anyway and trying to... Take pretty much everything with a grain of salt. Um, but the reason why I was interested in it, in it is because it focuses on the tarot from an alchemical point of view, which is kind of um, the I'm looking through that lens right now. Just in my life, um, I'm I wouldn't say I'm committed to it. Are you Are you two of wandsing it? 
kind of. Um, speaking of the wands, um, in the alchemical... <laughs> That's all we're doing. That's this entire episode. <laughs> well, that was the next place I was Speaking going. of the wands, <laughs> like we've exited. <laughs> um, the wands in the Thoth deck refer a lot to creativity and the creative process, which is something that I'm drawn to. I'm a creative person. Um, no. I'm... I am a music producer. He has a red beard. He's literally on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and that. And the ace with inspiration, and then you go to the two where you're exploring, and then you're expanding in the three, and then in the four, um, what I have written, which was partially what you wrote, I like to give credit where it's due, um, hmm. a hearth and home, we're understanding more about what we've explored and settled somewhere. You have established order and control. Yeah. You have your creative references and understand your direction. That was my next point. Great job, me. Alrighty. <clears throat> yeah, hearth and home. Yeah. Yeah, and so when I think about that in the creative process, basically, basically I know everything I need to do to finish my project. I know if I'm building something or making something, I know my materials. If I'm creating something like... In my life like producing a song i know my parts i know how long the song is going to be i know you know maybe i've started tracking or recording and i'm you know on to part of the process um and then you know you get to the five and you start you start having some some, some conflicts basically um not all not all bad conflicts i think sometimes conflicts breed more artistry if you if you get stumped with something you're forced to go around the problem and it can lead to better results so we're not talking about the five necessarily but in the four you think you know everything you need or you've established everything um so i thought about this a lot in the creative in the creative way and hadn't really attributed it to anything else largely because i was just looking at the at it through the lens of the thoth deck so I thought it was interesting when you said you pull it for our relationship because I was like, what does that have to do with songwriting? <laughs> God help us all. Not everything is music production. I know, but I forget. Well, in your world. And I also, I had this one other thought is that um, sometimes I could see where sometimes, sometimes I... Sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say something that's like maybe hard to say is that sometimes I get very absolved, very focused on my creative things. Absolved? That's not the word I was going to go No, for. that is forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I but... hope it is. <laughs> sometimes, I, uh, sometimes I'm very focused on my creative Absorbed. stuff. And, um, and I disregard other things. And, uh, yeah. And Jackie or whatever she has going on, sometimes I don't listen very well. Sometimes... I don't communicate very well because I'm so stuck in my head about. Some Is this of these the things. part where I'm supposed to list the things that I do wrong because it's not happening? No, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we know. So anyway, that's that's where I was with the four. Okay, yeah. So the four also, I guess, like when you're looking at the suit of wands, you know, again, when you're talking about creativity, it's you've created this commitment, you've created a place for you to do something. You know, you could talk about the Four of Wands being your studio and all of the things you've encapsulated. So you created a space where you feel you're most creative or where you can exercise that creativity. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that could be considered a four of wands thing. You know, the four of wands can, it, you know, not to say that the four of wands does not talk about celebration um, or joy or partay, but it's it's from the, it's really from the lens of what you've decided to do, celebrating yourself, celebrating um, you know, when you do get married, this is the other thing, you and another join into one. Uh, or when you make a lifelong commitment, because not everybody chooses to get married. Um, you and your partner become one. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. So it's really this decision that you're making between you and your partner or you and this project or you and the, and the job um, to become one and make something happen. Uh, so it's, you know, it's really about what, when, because at the end of the day, like we are two different people, but I genuinely have to care about you and your happiness for our marriage to work. Right. Because we are one, I have to care about your health, have to legally Mm -hmm. have to care about, have to care about if you're happy at your job, because if you're not happy at your job, you're not going to be happy at home. Like, um, you know, those are things you worry about when you've become one with something. And it's the same thing with, you know, a, a project, like you have an album that you're doing. So you have to, a lot of times put aside your wants, needs, desires for the better of betterment of the project, your issue. And the issue that comes in with the four of wands is what happens when you have two things that you're quote unquote interlocked with or married to a person, a project, a baby, sounds weird when I say married, but I just mean committed (laughs) a baby. And all of a sudden you have to give equal amounts of yourself to these things that you've committed to. That's not going to feel a lot like celebration. That's going to feel a lot like a chore, but what it's going to do is create a harmony within the household, within the marriage, within parenthood, within the project you're doing. And that is, I think, what the secret of the Four of Wands is. What have you committed to? Who have you committed to? And how do you disperse yourself out to make all of the things that you need to happen happen so that it creates harmony within the space that you're in? Hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I'm Hashtag smart. family counseling. Stop telling people you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't say what it, you, they won't know. You, what you just said was very smart. Thank you. You don't have to say I'm smart afterwards. I like to own. <laughs> I equally own my stupidity, not my wrongs, though. No. Not my, my marital wrongs. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. I never looked at it that way. All right. Well, should we move on? Do you have anything else to say on the Four of Wands? No, I'm done. Cool. I'm ready to divorce it. Great. <clears throat> Five I'm, of Wands. Here we come. No, I'm kidding. And just just a sideline, like Gabe and I are totally fine. We are not divorcing. Give us 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> She's ruthless. I, Collective reading. Ready it, to go. Hey, don't ruin my bit. Apparently, this is the part of the podcast where Gabe ruins my bit. All right. Collective reading. The Emperor. Uh, interesting, because it's another four. This is a very four-like episode. Um, like I said, fours are about the universe of the self. The Emperor is so much about 
it, it is about the self, but again, because we're talking about this on a, in, because it's the major arcana, it's on a macro level. So you're talking about things that are incredibly stable and sturdy. You're talking, again, I've said this a thousand times, but trees and rivers and the earth and gravity, things that are supposed to support you and keep you, keep you um, healthy and whole and safe. Healthy, whole, and safe. Uh, going into the next two weeks, because again, this is currently a bi-weekly podcast when our baby sleeps the way she's supposed to. If she does not, it is tri-weekly. <laughs> try, try, not tri-weekly. Tri-weekly? I, I mean, that made sense to me. Quarterly? <laughs> <laughs> Quinn. That would be monthly. Quinn, Tarot, uh, whatever. Um, Gabe? Rivers and trees. Rivers and trees. <laughs> when we're going into the next two weeks, consider the things that are stable and sturdy in your life and cling to those. We're in a really kind of tumultuous astrological weather storm. We've just gone through an eclipse, a new moon. We're going into the full moon. There's another eclipse coming up. Mercury is in retrograde. Uh, be careful about Remember that feelings are fleeting. So when you get really angry and when you get really frustrated, remember that those things, don't act on them in the moment. Give yourself time. Give yourself time to sort it out. Remember that you are safe and rooted and you're going to be okay. We're all going to get through this together. Um, on a macro level, things can shift around us and we can be okay, I think is the message of the emperor the next two weeks. Things can shift and we'll be fine. Are you, th are you thinking about that? No, I was just agreeing. I thought that was a good way to put it. Solid. Take us out of here. Oh, no. wait. I should also tell you guys, don't take us out of here. Okay. <laughs> Gabe would not turn to do anything on the computer. <laughs> um, if you like this podcast, rate, subscribe, and review. Um, it helps get this podcast out. It helps bring it to, mo to, to other people who want to hear this insanity. Uh because yeah. and thank you for listening to this insanity. Currently there is it's there there is no budget. We we do this for free. We do it for fun. We do it for you. And I don't do anything for free. <laughs> <laughs> this unfortunately, yes. I think it, it doesn't it doesn't cost a whole lot to keep the operation going, but um eventually we're going to start looking at um a Patreon and stuff like that, so keep that in the back of your mind. Or just write, subscribe, and review. Gabe is glaring at me. <laughs> okay, take us out of here. <laughs>